Welcome, everybody, to the Quarter Quest Comics on the Cheap podcast, a bi-weekly discussion about diving through the dirt bins and pulling out gold. All right, welcome back to a new episode of Quarter Quest Comics on the Cheap cod- podcast. Podcast. Um, podcast. Um, <laughs> so, um, who gets the first book this week? It would be me. Oh, my. All right, so... I did The Hands of Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. book came out in February of 1977. The creative team was Doug Mench, or Moench. I don't know, because it's M-O-E-N-C-H. Yeah, it's Munch. Munch. Paul Galassi as the artist. Pablo Marcus was the inker. Denise Wall was the letterer. Jan Cohen was the other letterer. And Archie Goodwin was the editor. The uh, plot of the the book was uh, the ivory chessmen infiltrate Fu Manchu City inside of a mountain, and they are trying to stop the use of a rocket to blast the moon out of its orbit. It's great. I liked it. Right? Um, that's about all I'm going to say, because that's all they really do is they try to stop him and they get put under Fu Manchu puts them under his spell and uh Shaka Karn is in this one uh made me think of Shaka Khan Shaka Khan but uh what I liked about the book was uh the artwork was nice pretty good um I've been on a real kung fu movie kick lately Plus, we went and saw Shang-Chi a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's nothing like the movie, but I didn't expect it to be. And the writing was pretty adequate, adequate, and it was a pretty quick read. So my question is, if you had read that before the movie, would you have cared for it as much as you do? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. Yeah. If I had, if Nick would have just given it to me and said, "Here, read this for the show," I would have enjoyed it. I'm just asking. Yeah. It doesn't help. It doesn't hurt that I like. I love the movie. So. Right. Uh, the dislikes. <laughs> okay. It's not as bad as uh, that evil mastermind or whatever it was that true believers did and we did I read the Mandarin holy shit that was very uh, racially insensitive the way they drew Mandarin in that one this one was a little bit better Fu Manchu looks you know actually you know almost like a normal Chinese person almost uh, I had a problem with the yellow shading used when they showed Fu Manchu and like you know I was like oh wow okay yeah I said I've written here the yellow shading used to depict the evil Chinese guys uh, the overuse of the slur Chinaman got to me after like a little bit I was like Okay, how many times are we going to put Chinaman in here? It's like two full pages of the guy go, Run, Chinaman, run! Hurry up, Chinaman! 
Use your Chinaman elbow to get us out of here, Chinaman! And I'm like... Okay. I get it, you want to use Chinaman. And then there was... They used Oriental, which is, I guess, considered a derogatory term now. You know. But I watched a thing on Bruce Lee, and he said he was going to be the uh, biggest Oriental film star. So... But that was back then, too. Um, it was a good read. I really want to read more. Uh, I wish Marvel would go back to doing crazy stories like we're trying to use explosions to push the moon out of orbit. Just go back to doing, like, wacky stories like that for, you know. And I'm really enjoying reading 70s and 80s Marvel because it was just over the top and it made me you know all the comics now are you know kind of trying to be more reality based and I just want more of you know the suspension of disbelief where you know is he really gonna do it you know is he gonna make the moon go out of its orbit and cause the tides to destroy the world and I don't know it may be nostalgic for it, so. No, that makes sense. I just don't, I don't foresee them ever going back to that. No, I don't either. I just, it would be really cool if they did. Yeah. But they won't. Uh, that's what I got. So, I recommend Shang-Chi. Cool. Or Shang-Chi. <clears throat> Alright. So, I'm doing New Talent Showcase, number eight from 1984. I didn't think this one through. I picked it up. I'm like, oh, New Talent Showcase. DC has recently done New Talent Showcase. They're all just one-offs with characters that you know. I wasn't expecting characters I knew, but I was expecting, like, a one-off story for these new talent. No, this is actually a part of a series, and so you have no idea what's actually happening <laughs> Kind of like through this. my book. Mm-hmm. I came in in the middle, but that's okay. So... <laughs> Bear with me here. Starting over. Uh, the story starting over was written by Mindy Newell. Artist was Mark Beecham and Mark Alexander. The letterer was Albert Del Guzum. And colorist was N. Holan. High Speed Insanity was written by Ashley Tillman. Artist was Greg Shoemaker and Stan Watch. Uh, letterer was Duncan Andrews. And colorist was Shelby, or excuse me, Shelby, Shelley Eber. Class of 2064. Script, letters, and colors were Todd Klein. Penciler was Terry Schumacher. Inker was Carl Kessel. I believe he did the Final Night series. Clinic Conflict. Writer was David Marchman. Artist was Bob Orzaski. Maybe. And Ruben Farms. Letterer was Albert de Guzman. And colorist was Helen Vesic. So... Four different stories, 40 pages of goodness. They gave basically each story roughly 10 pages. Um, some of them were kind of hit, you know, some of them were miss. Like the first one, the uh, starting over, that was one where I really felt like I probably should have had an idea what was actually happening because all of a sudden this woman's pregnant and crap blows up and she's like, am I saving the baby? It's like... Who are you? They don't even tell you who they are. They just you know, it's like, oh. why am I supposed to care? It's like a commercial. It's a, it's a Zack Snyder kind of <laughs> Zack Snyder movie. 
I don't know who you're supposed to be. Why does it matter? Um, the High Speed Insanity was probably my favorite because it had more of a superhero character who um, can control his density. So when he got shot and stuff, he controlled his density enough that like the bullet went through him and stuff like that. Um, the class of 2064, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what that was about. I fell asleep. Right. I tried it again. I fell asleep. I was not excited about it. Now, they were clearly excited about it because on the front, they did say a new class of 2064 tale. Like, it was supposed to be something fantastic. It wasn't. All right. <laughs> and then the last one was um, the Clinic Conflict it is alright is stuff going on in a clinic stuff blows up superhero comes save the day I got it super cheap so I'm not upset about it <laughs> but uh, I think it would have made more sense if I had actually knew that they were all kind of supposed to be in a single run um, so I did like the intro to the new characters um, it wasn't like a Batman Superman type thing it was different characters you don't see but that takes me to my dislike I don't think these characters have ever been used again since <laughs> so <laughs> no that, that was a little bit of a disappointment I would have loved to see that this was like where some of them started off and they were used as at minimum background characters or something nope no like even the people that wrote those and drew those probably Outside of all Other those names, Carl Kessel, yeah, probably no. Carl Kessel is the only one that. But that's not he wasn't even new when no. that came out. No, he was already doing all the whole bunch of other stuff. So, um, so this is this is kind of weird. So, uh, Hard Case Number Two from uh, um, Ultraverse Malibu Comics. This came out in 1993. Writer is James Hudnall. An artist. I hate when they do this. Um, it's Cranial Implant Studios. I looked it up. I can't find anything on who these people were at all. And this, the artwork looks very familiar to me, and I just can't figure out who it is. Um, so this this book is um, basically about a woman named Choice Ventura. Her, she has superpowers. She's an ultra, and for an hour, she can have multiple superpowers. Right? She can have flight. She can have vulnerabilities. She can have blah, blah, blah. Think uh, Ultra Boy from Legion of Superheroes. Okay. Right? Um... She's getting chased by the Choice Corporation. Everything's a choice in this. Uh, her name is Choice Ventura. She's being chased by the Choice Ventura like Corporation. She's um, so they. Uh, well, let's just say she's getting chased by these weird robots hired by the Choice Corporation to find her and bring her back. And her mission is to find Hard Case. Right? He's a huge celebrity. He's an actor. You know, everybody knows who his secret identity is. They know his address, you know. So she ends up at his house, and uh, she's telling her sob story about you know how this Choice Corporation uh, did experiments on her. They messed with her mind, her body, gave her compulsions to do evil things, and so Hardcase and them get attacked by these robots that are called the inter Interceptors, and pretty much, of course, it's a superhero book. They beat the guys. Um, there is one funny part where Hardcase has this one guy and he breaks the, the uniform off of him. 
And the guy's like, oops, sorry, my bad, right? <laughs> like, oh, no. And he just throws him to the ground. And, uh, okay, that's it. Done. Story's over. Blah. Good. Okay, great. Um, what I liked was the story was pretty cool. Um, the characters, like, Choice was an actual cool character, if you don't mind her being, like, a ripoff of, like, Ultra Boy or any other characters that can take people's superpowers and do them the same way. Like, um... What I didn't like, okay, so the coloring, I really like coloring in that, but all the coloring for Ultraverse was really nice. But what I didn't like, uh, not knowing who the fuck drew it. I'm sorry, it just drives me nuts. It's like when people like would do the coloring and they would be like Comic Craft as the colorist. Like, no, there was somebody that actually did yeah, that. There was somebody who actually did it. And- yeah. Yeah, why not just give credit to whoever did it, not just the whole crew? Right. Yeah, it does look familiar. Right. It does. I just can't place who it is. But it's also a 90s book, and a lot of people mimicked. (laughs) And I know people get really upset when you criticize their artwork. Yeah. But you know what? There's a panel right there. That is not a person's face. I mean, that's Choice's face, but it's not a human face. No, she looks quite alien there. So it's really weird, because she doesn't look bad in any of the other ones. No, in the whole rest of the book, she doesn't look bad. Um, I also don't like, you know, I read these as a kid, I thought he was pretty cool, but now I'm looking at it and I'm like, he looks like you took Cable, gave him a ponytail, and mixed him with Luke Cage. It's Rob, it's Rob Whitefield. No, that's... Giant shoulder pads, he's got the chains around his wrists. There's already, there's feet, so it can't be Rob Whitefield. Well... There's not. Well, there is some. But yeah, um. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to keep reading. What them. year was that? 93. 93. That would have been about the time of Ponytail Superman? Of course. Yeah. And, uh. Jean Paul Valley. Yeah. Had a ponytail. Um, Gambit. Gambit. Gambit had a ponytail. Gambit had a ponytail. Wolverine had two ponytails coming outside. He had pigtails, yeah. yeah. Depends on. If you read, uh. Havoc and Wolverine, he did have giant pigtails. Um, it's Havok. Havok, that's right. Wolverine. I'm never gonna ever forget hearing that on that podcast. It's just crazy, but nope, that's pretty much what I got. So awesome. I have one recommendation for current reads. Okay. Almost American by Ron Mars for Aftershock. Second issue just came out. Ryan recommending an Aftershock book. It was really good. And uh, at the end of it, uh, like the letter column area, they're actually, the guy they're talking to apparently is a former uh, spy that they're using to make this book from. So how accurate it is, I don't know. But it kind of makes it sound like it might be a true story type deal. Yeah. Really good to check out. I uh, I picked up Inferno number one. Yep. I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Maybe maybe issue two will like be better. Hickman? Yeah. No, you'll never get caught up. <laughs> I'm just it it just seemed like it was going everywhere. So but Yeah, that's Hickman. <laughs> yeah. Cool, so we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Two weeks. Ben Kirk. Ryan. And Nick. Bye. See you guys.